He's just standing there, menacingly! I'd like to welcome everybody to a brand new edition of the Adam King Show. I am your host, Adam King, and we are here with a special episode 39 covering the indictment of Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump. And for this episode, I have brought on a an attorney, uh, attorney David Hakimfar, who is going to be discussing with me some of the details pertaining to the case that you may have not heard. Uh, without further ado, I want to bring in my guest, David Hakimfar from Hakimfar Law and Associates. David, welcome to the Adam King Show. I should say welcome Thank back you. to the Adam King Show. You were you actually joined me on, um, I believe it was the American Journal when I was hosting for Harrison Smith. That's right. Yeah. So you're actually calling in from Israel. So we are getting the sunset right now in Tel Aviv. What's it like out there in Israel? It's beautiful. Uh, actually here, we're uh, hanging out with some family today, uh, talking to a lot of them about the situation. Israel is booming. It's it's done very well over the last few years. Their inflation has not been as severe as ours in America. But what has been very severe is how they were treated during the COVID lockdowns with being forced, everybody that we've met here, there's a lot of distrust that has brewed uh, from the forced injections. You know, every family member that we have here has at least three injections. And wow. there is just, it's it's very sad. It's at very least sad. Three, so that did. means that some have had more than three, correct? Correct. They couldn't do anything. So they, they couldn't go to weddings. They couldn't go to parties. They couldn't do anything. It was very severe here. Now, you're an attorney in California. You're in Israel just for a family event. Um, our viewership is mostly Christian conservatives who happen to love Israel with a huge heart. So uh, this sunset over the Mediterranean is certainly in due order for our fans over at InfoWars. Um, but um, I, one of the things our community has expressed in great detail is their concern for the Jewish people in Israel given this totalitarian regime that has pretty much taken the lives of so many and, and, and really changed the nature of the government of Israel. But um, I don't want to focus on that. And I, I feel like we beat the, the vaccine ho dead horse into the ground on so many occasions. And uh, on this show, and I believe maybe even on the show, on the American Journal, we did speak about Bibi Netanyahu being a, uh, a Nazi agent we're going to postpone all those discussions. David, I, I really want to talk to you about the indictment of President Donald J. Trump. Uh, as you know, today happens to be President Trump's birthday. Happy birthday to President Trump. We're very happy to celebrate with you um, on this auspicious and unfortunate occasion. Uh, yesterday, President Trump was indicted in a Miami court on... Um, what was it, 37 counts facing 400 years? And $9 million, I believe, in fines, correct. So the cr here's my thing, okay? For this episode, I'm going to be a total ignoramus because the truth is, is I am an ignoramus at this point. I know that the DA in Manhattan is drunk on Stormy Daniels right now, and the indictment is about... Um, and the indictment is about um, the documents that were contained at Mar-a-Lago. And, um, you know, as I was watching it being bombarded by all of this, and, and I say this casually, I don't have to, you know, profess to know everything in the world happening at once, but, like, it's hard to keep up, you know? Like, I'm thinking to myself, is he being arrested for the Stormy Daniels thing, or is he being arrested for... The Marlago thing, or are they trumping up new charges on him? And uh, and it was, it was it's been hard to stay afloat with everything happening with, with uh, with our dude Donald John. Um, and have you had that similar experience? I mean, you're an attorney, so you're like floating in the world of law. But like, as somebody who's not an attorney, it's it's just so hard to keep up what they're trying to prosecute him for now. It's 
It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. You know, we have a New York state indictment that's related to the Stormy Daniels payment. Now, that's a state charge. Here in Miami, we have federal charges. So to unpack each one, you know, you could spend an hour on each one and you still won't know enough. But it is it's a, a cluster F. Yeah. And, and, you know, to say shortly, and it's going to be the, the most difficult part, I think, for Mr. Trump is going to be for him to be able to find counsel. I think he's being denied his Sixth Amendment right to counsel in this. Um, many people know that the arraignment actually was continued yesterday. He, I don't know if he formally entered a plea because in Florida law, you're required to have a Florida licensed attorney to enter in a plea. So the arraignment had actually been continued. Uh, he didn't actually enter a plea, even though for all intents and purposes, he's not guilty at this point and he's innocent until proven guilty. Um, so it's going to be extremely difficult for him when a lot of his former attorneys and current attorneys are facing disciplinary charges. A lot, some of his attorneys have been disbarred, for like example, uh, Michael Cohen, uh, Rudy Giuliani. They've been disbarred. Well, Michael Cohen was disbarred for other situations pertaining to uh, uh, his own corruption and, and problems uh, pertaining to not just how he represented Trump. Michael Cohen was disbarred because he lied to the lied to the courts. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he committed multiple ethical violations, um, you know, but it, ultimately, I would say that it was his own undoing. He was recording conversations with his own client without him even knowing Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. I believe some of those are available online. You could find those. And he published them. Actually, I was listening live to a Lori Loomer uh, um, talk show. And, uh, she was on, what are they called on Twi Twitter spaces? So she mm -hmm. had a Twitter space with Michael Cohen. And they were going back and forth, ripping each other apart, with, from saying all sorts of nasty, crazy things to each other. And I was actually so shocked on how Michael was responding to the situations, uh, just like the, the, the brazenness and the, um, the outward uh, assault on the president. It, it was very shocking to me, to say the least. Um, but you know, what really else do you expect? What else do you well. expect from a disgraced attorney? They flipped him, and they flipped him hard. They flipped him, exactly. What do you think they offered him? You think they gave him something? God, I mean, I, yeah, probably less jail time. Less That's jail what it was. time, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into the nitty-gritty because you have uncovered some other things about the indictment that the media is just not, um, not focusing on. Before we go into that, there is a clip circulating on the Internet, a Biden clip, uh, that... I want to play because it reminds me of his comments on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, how he said w it, it won't exist. And sure enough, it will it be done. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want, as we look at this beautiful sunset over Tel Aviv, Mediterranean coast behind you, I'm going to play this clip and then uh, we'll get into our segment on the indictment. The former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah? once again take power in the United States. <laughs> well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if, we, uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president. So he pretty much just scoffs, you know, says, oh, yeah. You know, the, the Trump supporters are are not really, oh, yeah, they're really strong. And then at the end of the segment, he basically says, kind of like how he said Nord Stream 2, we're going to do everything in our power legally to make sure that he can't be president. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, they're basically, they're going after the actor, not the act. Because if you go after the act, we just have to take a look at precedent uh, for what the punishments were for other people that have 
committed similar acts. Mm -hmm. uh, we could just throw out some Including names the president himself. President Including Biden. the president himself. Yeah. I mean, there's a law that says a sitting president can't be indicted. But uh, let's look at other people. Let's look at Sandy Berger, who literally was caught tucking classified documents into his pants, taking them out. Who is Sandy out. Berger? He was a former congressman uh -huh. who was caught sneaking classified documents in out of the pants. Congress in his pants. That's ridiculous. You've got uh, General Petraeus, who, when he was having an affair with a journalist writing his biography, he was showing classified documents to his mistress. Hmm. Uh, I think all he got was some fines and a deferred jail sentence. He didn't go. Nothing happened to him. Nothing. He didn't no face 400 years in prison. No. Obviously, we have Hillary Clinton, who literally instructed her staff to smash and break those drives, who those with a hammer. She smashed her hammer. blackberries with a hammer and washed them in buckets of bleach. And nothing happened to her. No charge. Not even an investigation. Not even an investigation. I mean, we say in passing, where are the 33,000 emails, you know, when she was telling Chelsea about her yoga practice? But, you know, like, there was nothing from House Republicans on that. No investigation. No, um, you know, no, f no force from, from the Republican side seeking justice. It was almost like, we're going to let this go because I guess you're so important and we don't want to cause a, 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 a constitutional uh, crisis. Uh, but now, you know, with the trannies running around naked at the White House, there's nothing left to do but cause a tra constitutional crisis to save their power. But I want to I want to pivot. I want to focus on some of this nitty gritty. Trump has an aide that you have done some research into. Maybe you could tell our listener audience uh, some about. First of all, who is the aide? Why is the aide important? The aide is being screwed, and uh, and what's the background situation with the Trump aide? So Walt Waltine Nauta, who is a co-defendant in the Florida indictment is Donald Trump's special assistant. He's been working for Donald Trump since 2021. And basically what he did is he volunteered to go answer questions to the FBI. And as a result of answering those questions, he pretty much made admissions that he, well, he lied that there weren't classified documents. And then it was later uncovered that he knew that there were classified documents. Uh, Walt Nauda, uh, and Donald Trump have been forbidden by the judge to even discuss the matter because Walt is still a current employee of Donald Trump. I believe he was with him as soon as yesterday. Now, President Trump is not allowed to talk about the case with Walt, correct? Their lawyers can talk, but they can't talk about it. He, they've been put in on a gag order. Correct. Now, it's going to be very difficult uh, for Donald Trump to be able to mount a defense to this case, especially after once, like I said before, a lot of his attorneys have been have faced ethical charges, have been disbarred. And it's going to take a very special attorney in Florida to handle this case because they have to have they have to be specialized in this area of law. It's going to be a complex matter. It's, a, it's definitely going to be definite designated as a complex case. They have to actually have a security clearance to work on this case. So imagine that. And then on top of that, the lawyers have to also consider the political consequences because many of these lawyers are with big, high-profile law firms, and they don't want to be linked to Donald so Trump. So they have to get a security that. clearance before they – so they he can only hire somebody with a top-secret security clearance. There's no way he could There's get only a, a handful of attorneys that could handle this. So Florida. you don't think he already has his attorney figured out, or is this something that I, – I know Forbes wrote an article about it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what do you think the process is going to be like for him to pick an attorney? And do you think someone like a David Schoen can come in? David Schoen who represented him in this second impeachment hearing. It's so crazy. It's just so freaking crazy, David. I can't – I want to cuss. I can't believe it. It's like two impeachments of nothing, a witch hunt, a Mueller investigation, a Stormy Daniels, 
not Stormy Daniels. And now Stormy Daniels again. And now classified documents. It's like, when does it end? When does it end? Unfortunately, it's it's not going to end. They're going to push and they're going to push. And then look, you know, there is an expression uh, that security agencies have. Sometimes you don't need to put a wall up in to block someone to prevent someone from going somewhere. You just have to put a stone in their shoe. And they're putting in all these little stones in his shoe to try to prevent him from being able to go forward. Hmm. That's a great analogy. All right, so the Trump aide is screwed. He's probably going to go down. Nobody's there to pardon him unless we take the White House back. Um, what's, what's the likelihood that this blows over? What's the likelihood that this goes to settlement? What's the likelihood that he goes to jail? Uh, I know that the prosecutor wants a speedy trial, but the right to a speedy trial, you know, the government has a right to a speedy trial, but that predominantly lies more with the defendant. And the defendant can waive his right to a speedy trial. Uh, and that's something that, that's 100% certain in this matter. Uh, and the judge is probably going to delay this matter well into the term of the next presidency. So nobody really knows what's going to happen. They're just trying to hang this over his head as much as possible and hope he loses popularity over it. But that's not looking likely. It's just the opposite. I mean, like I was off of the Trump train. I was done with President Trump over the vaccine issues. I was looking for a new candidate. I was tired of it. And now that they're persecuting him like this and now prosecuting him like this, I feel like they're prosecuting and persecuting me and it makes me end up gravitating back towards Trump when I don't even want to be there anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm so sick of it and they think it's hurting him, but really it's strengthening him because people like me are coming back in droves. I mean, did you see the rally that was held outside of the courthouse yesterday? I hadn't seen the rally, but I'm with you, Adam. You know, for me, I have as much sympathy for Trump as Trump had sympathy for the January 6th protesters. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm afraid that if this is allowed to continue, that everybody on the right is going to suffer the same fate as the January 6th protesters, so it forces us to support President Trump again. I agree. What am I going to do about it? Uh, Well, the only demo, well, look, you know, to me, parties are just names. You know, I don't mind voting for a Democrat if we get someone like RFK as a candidate, but let's see if that happens. RFK is another subject for another day. I'm a little bit nervous about him with his gun control, the environmental activism stuff, but all in all, I think the vaccine issue and big pharma control is the issue of our time. So um, he's winning sport from me on that. And uh, also, I don't know if you saw this, but Gavin Newsom is going to be debating Ron DeSanctimonious on Sean Hannity. Did you see that? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Sean Hannity is hosting a debate, and that just shows you where the deep state is putting their efforts. They want Newsom versus DeSantis as the front-running ticket for the 2024 elections. The Democrats are tired of Joe Biden, and uh, it's not working. They need someone younger. And uh, the deep state wants two young, influential people that they can control. So, I don't think it, it's going to fly with the American people how Biden didn't want to participate in any debates. Well, that's not... Also, another problem that I'm having on the Republican side is that there's like this whole movement to consolidate support around President Trump. And frankly, I think that's the worst idea. I think it's a deep state psyop to prohibit us from talking about the real issues. The benefit of having widespread debates is everything gets discussed. And if Trump is going to win, let him win in the primaries. But this talk of everybody dropping out of the, of the race, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy went to um, the Miami courthouse along with Kerry Lake and gave a press conference there. And everybody's thought, oh, Vivek is going to drop out and he's going to throw his support behind Donald Trump. Nobody should be doing that. Everybody should be bringing up issues that are very pertinent to everything uh, pertaining to this election, you know, and, and to our country. And that's the purpose of the debates is so that everything gets aired out in public for the country to see. When we consolidate our support around one candidate, 
We make it easier for him to avoid specific issues. And I'm sorry, but the cult of personality around Donald Trump is just not there anymore the way that it was in 2016 and 2020. It's not, but the numbers show differently. The numbers show that if there was a primary today, that he would be the candidate. Well, he would be the candidate, and he pr and most likely will be the candidate come 2024. I don't think anybody's trying to beat him, but I do think that that having a vast array of topics and ideas to discuss is the most important thing for the 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 health of our democracy. It's very important that we have a thriving debate, even within our own party. I'm sure there's a lot of talk about uh, people wanting to end the uniparty and get back to Republican values. And as long as there's no debate, nobody has the ability to even bring that up on a national stage. But all these issues aside, I really would like to focus on the indictment. And I'd like for you to tell us something about this that nobody else has heard before. Like, what is the missing link? What is the secret sauce? Is just is this just interference? If so, why should we not pay attention to it? What is the real secret sauce of this that nobody's talking about? Mr. Trump is being isolated on an island all by himself. For example, um, Corcoran. Corcoran was one of Trump's attorney who's still, I believe, one of his attorneys as of yesterday. Uh, he was identified in the indictment as Trump attorney one. Now, Corcoran had a conversation with Trump, and as he was note-keeping his conversation of Trump, he dictated into his phone that Trump had asked him, quote, what happens if we just don't respond at all or don't play ball with them? And mm. Trump was, was asking that question in response to... Uh, subpoena requests to classified information. So the way that that was discovered was there was a special counsel initiated uh, to look into subpoenaing Trump's documents and so forth, and they were able to look in Mr. Corcoran's notes. Uh, and there's something called the crime fraud exception, where if it is found that a lawyer is somehow aiding or abetting in the perpetual in, in, per, in a client perpetuating a crime that that could be admitted into evidence and a judge said that that though that part of the notes that part of the attorney-client communication could be used as evidence against trump mm. so trump you know a, a, an attorney and a client there's a, a reasonable expectation of privacy but even trump asking the question, I mean, just asking the question, which obviously you have to respond to a subpoena like that. You have to play ball, but just asking it, that is coming into evidence and that is being used to paint him with a bad light. So it, it's really going to be difficult. That's why I believe he's being deprived of his Sixth Amendment right to effective counsel. He's being deprived because he has to be very, very careful of uh, what he talks with his lawyers about. So basically Trump can't speak about his lawyers, can't, has to be very careful with what he speaks about his lawyers. His lawyers are leaking things. It just sounds classic Trump. Leaks everywhere, uh, loose lips sink ships, and nothing. this is just a big nothing burger because in it, it's not going to see the light of day until after 2024. In which case, Trump is either going to jail for the rest of his life or he's president and he's going to pardon himself. Is that where we're at? Well, look, Trump screwed himself, too. He's got some culpability here. He was showing documents to a reporter um, that was clearly marked cl classified, conf highly confidential. And he even said that, let me, let me quote you, Trump said, So as president, I could have declassified it. Now, I can't, you know, but this is still is still a secret. The staffer said, yeah, now we have a problem. Trump said, isn't that interesting? Trump knew that these documents, some of the documents he had were classified. And he was a little fast and loose with it, with sharing it with people. Now, was there a big national security 
breach. Nobody knows. When we look at some of the pictures of what were classified documents, allegedly, you see a lot of media, a lot of newspaper clippings. A lot of this stuff isn't what we think it is when we think of highly classified and for five eyes only, for the five eyes only, it's it's really an indictment worth reading, because you'll we, learn a lot. We actually have some of the pictures of the documents. Let's put some on the right. screen and show the audience, and you can tell us what we're seeing here. Um, I love my new software; it allows me to really play with it. What are we looking at here? These are the documents in Mar-a-Lago. In Mar-a-Lago, those are some of the the, the boxes of documents that he had held there okay. and look you know mar lago is is guarded by the secret service so and also you have to consider that a lot of these documents they aren't on a server these are documents taken out by donald trump and his staff these were taken As out by this this document was taken out by by police or or donald trump just had him sitting on some stage somewhere as as he was exiting the white house after his term, these documents were taken with them. Now, there's another picture that you have with the with the box spilled over, that basically shows you it's a bunch of newspaper, a bunch of newspapers. Yeah, right there. Supposedly, now the highly classified information has been redacted from this picture, but as we can see here, this is just one of the boxes which was probably knocked down by the FBI. Um, you don't see a whole lot here. You see some newspapers, some pictures. And within those were some documents that were stamped confidential, top secret. Now, what was the document that he showed to the reporters? And here, the documents are in a bathroom. Why are they in a bathroom? That's a good question. And why is there a chandelier in the bathroom? That's an even greater crime. <laughs> But, uh, you know. You know, it's Trump. What are you going to do? Exactly. So, you know, with Trump, it's very difficult. I met Donald Trump once when I was 18 years old. I met him at an Oscar party at Chaconis. This was in uh, 2000. Uh, he was walking by me. Back then, Trump was a Democrat. Everybody loved him, no matter what political stripe you were. Right. He was he, in every he, rap song in the planet. Mm -hmm. He All brushes by me. And I knew, I, I felt a presence around this man. And I said something just to get his attention. I said, Mr. Trump, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And I made sure I said it so that he would hear me. He turns around, he sizes me up, puts his hand out and says, you should want to be better than me. And he shakes my hand. It was a moment I never forgot. Wow. Donald Trump is not someone that I think tells people, hey, be like me. He says, you know, you should want to be better than me. And I think that's the way Donald Trump looks at the world, too. Well, these days, all you got to do is be unvaccinated and you're better than Trump. Look, he's a sloppy guy. Um, but people he still was the best president I've ever had in my lifetime. And, and I could I, be less I, critical of him. I just. Something doesn't add up with the guy. You know, it, it is what it is. But I'll tell uh, you, know, you, there there are so many wonderful, wonderful stories, just like the story that you shared. In fact, right after the indictment, he goes across the street and to buy a Cuban sandwich and buys everyone in the restaurant their lunch. I mean, he does like this weird you know, philanthropic, I'm the boss type stuff, like, love me, I'm Donald. In fact, we got a clip of that. I'm going to play it for our audience. We did nothing wrong, nothing wrong whatsoever. We did absolutely nothing wrong. Take a look at the Presidential Records Act. We did it by the book, perfect, except we have thugs and creeps running this country, and it's a real problem for our country. Yes. But we're going to straighten it away, we're going to win the election big, and we're going to clean up the mess and we're going to clean up the cancer because that's what we have. And that's uh, what we have. Donald Trump, you know, he that was his first words after coming out of the courthouse. So I want I want to read you some of the attorney notes that okay. was uh, basically declassified. 
On May 23rd, 2022, Trump met with Mr. Corcoran and another attorney at Mar-a-Lago to discuss a May 11th subpoena. Corcoran and another attorney told Trump that they needed to search for documents that would be responsive to the subpoena and provide a certification that there had been compliance with the subpoena. Trump, in sum and substance, made the following statements, among others, as memorialized by Corcoran, his attorney. A. I don't want anybody looking. I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking through my boxes. B. Well, what if we... What happens if we don't respond at all or don't play ball with them? C. Wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? D. Well, look, isn't it better if there are no documents? Why didn't he just give everything back? He should have declassified everything as soon as he left office. And that was his mistake. But the question is... He should have also pardoned Julian Assange. He should have also pardoned Edward Snowden. He should have also pardoned all the January 6th protesters, some of them who are sitting in jail now. You were just, you had a great interview with one who I believe was just sentenced to 18 years. 14 years, yeah. 14 years. Terrible. It's a tragedy. And he didn't even enter the, into the Capitol. He had uh, prior convictions, and so that's what they busted him on. But. Um, he was uh, traveling through, wanted to hear Donald Trump speak, was on the lawn in what was un an unmarked, quote, restricted area. The guy's name is Pete Schwartz. And um, a gas canister was hurled, hit his girlfriend in the head. He picked it up off the ground to look at it to see what it was. Noticed it was an actual gas canister. They got a picture of him. And they used that picture of substantial evidence that he had a gas canister that he was throwing into the crowd. Wasn't in the Capitol. Wasn't in, like, the rotunda or the, the front porch of the Capitol. And suffered 14 years because of prior convictions. And Donald Trump, you know, is giving now a taste of the own his own medicine. You know, he really didn't show up for January 6th people at all. Probably on the advice of Kevin McCarthy, who's screwing him. Well, he doesn't have very many allies. Um, and, and that's the problem with Trump, I think, is he doesn't have like George Bush did. He doesn't have a James Baker. He doesn't have any Washington insiders that know their way around, that know how to navigate the political process. It's just Trump. I mean, look, he hired uh, Colonel Sanders as his national security advisor. On that note, I want to pause for a second. I want to direct our audience to this link right here above my head. I want everybody to click and go to InfoWarsStore.com, support the broadcast, support what we're doing, getting guests like David Hockingfar and others to come give us unbelievable advice. David, do you shop at InfoWars Store? I do, and I enjoy the TurboForce Plus and the BrainForce Plus. I think every attorney should have that in their arsenal. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, you know, some of those late nights crunching documents, I can't imagine how you get through without something like a TurboForce Plus. So uh, click the link, go to InfoWarsStore.com, support the InfoWar, do your part, keep us on the air, and keep us bringing you guests like this. Going back to our interview, um, I want to continue down the path of the Trump indictment. Um, it just seems like it's like, simple and in the bag like it's done what are the next processes what are the next steps there's going to be a lot of pre-trial motions uh we don't know what that will be there's going to be a lot of discovery motions uh a lot of investigating his lawyers are going to have uh, a lot of work on their hands um but most of all there's going to be a lot of delays uh the, the 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 process to trial takes a lot of time it doesn't look like the prosecution is going to let up at all they're going to go full force. They're going to, this is going to end up going to trial, just like the New York trial. So we don't know it. This is new territory for, for American politics and jurisprudence. We've never seen anything like this. So there's no precedent here. Um, we should all pay attention and 
pay attention to the details. I think the 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 bit the best thing that Trump has going for him is the precedent of the punishments for similar acts. Like I said, it's not the actions, it's the actor. That is the simplest way that that I would defend Trump. So we actually have a picture here of his fingerprints. Now, I don't know how we got a picture of his actual fingerprint, but I want to share it for the audience. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the f*** out of here. What are you doing with my DJT? <laughs> Sometimes you got to be humorous. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a really hard thing to meme. It's not an easy meme game. You know, it's just like across the board, it's just shitty news. It's it's awful. It's terrible. And to think that they're trying to nail him on the same thing that he said he was going to put Hillary Clinton in jail for. Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden. So what happens to Joe Biden now that Donald Trump is indicted? I mean, Joe Biden's crime of withholding information uh, or or confidential documents, uh, you know, Joe Biden's crime is uh, he was out of office. He far worse. It's far worse. He was so, he has those documents are from when he was a senator and vice president, not even president. So what are they going to how are they going to. There's nothing we, we could do except potentially impeach Joe Biden which I don't think that you're going to, you're going to, that's going to happen. The Senate majority, uh, what's his name? The turtle. His name escapes me. Mitch McConnell, the turtle. All you got to do is McConnell, say the yeah. turtle. I know exactly who you're talking about. You just got to say Mitch McConnell, the turtle. Who's the turtle in the Senate? Oh, it's Mitch McConnell. I, I can't, I can't imagine him having the political will to bring that up. He's buddy, buddy with Biden. We really do have a uniparty right now, especially on these big issues like Ukraine, COVID policy, even to some extent, climate exchange. Doesn't look so good, does it, David? I think it does. I think America is still the freest country on earth. You know, being here in Israel, everybody loves America. They still look at America America as that shining city on a hill. Everybody knows that we in America are still the freest people on earth. And thank God we live there. And we're going to do the best. We're going to get through this. This is a, a very dark time that we're going through. Um, there's going to be casualties on the way. But uh, we're going to get through this. And ultimately, ultimately, I think good will prevail. We're just going to have to fight and we're going to have to go through these difficult times. And where's Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley, uh, what's her name? Romney, Romney McDaniels. Ronald, um, they're all looking out for themselves. It seems. Where are they? If, if they're not the ones prosecuting this, why are they the ones silent about this? Well, I think about half of those names you mentioned have presidential campaigns. What about Kevin McCarthy? He's not saying anything about this. And why does Trump remain loyal to Kevin McCarthy in this situation? Like Trump should be Actually, calling Kevin for Kevin McCarthy a, did uh, make a good statement. He what? Trump, uh, I believe I provided you with a video with Kevin McCarthy. He was kind of sticking up for Trump because he was comparing it and contrasting it to Biden's actions. And he said, you know, Biden, whose situation is far worse with respect to classified documents, faces no scrutiny, no questioning from journalists, nothing. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it right now. I'll get that to you. I'll get this. Uh, uh, th at least it's a funny video. So I could play this video, and uh, but I don't have the Kevin McCarthy clip. But but I, I do think Kevin McCarthy needs to be 
much more outspoken. I mean, he's fourth in line for the uh, or third in line to be president uh, after Kamala Harris. I mean, shouldn't he be gung ho about this? I mean, there's so many opportunities for him and making one political statement is just not nearly enough. I mean, Trump should be motioning for the party to vacate the leadership. You know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene promised us that if Kevin McCarthy got out of hand, she would motion to vacate. And so far, no motion to vacate. What do you think about that? I mean, in theory, I mean, did Matt Gates just give up? Was that all for show? It's not up to them. It's up to the prosecutor. These are prosecutors that have been given marching orders and it comes from the very highest levels of our government slash shadow government. Uh, We really don't know who's in charge. This is some bad news bears, man. It's some bad news bears. It's true. We, we actually don't know who's in charge. Ron Klein has left the white house. So, Clearly, Ron Klein is not in charge anymore. Larry Fink is probably in charge, CEO of BlackRock. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play this clip, and then we'll get your clothing, closing thoughts. At least we'll give our audience something to laugh about before this uh, episode is over. I did not email any um, classified material to anyone. There is no classified material. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. I provided all my emails that could possibly be work-related. Several thousand work-related emails that were not among the group of 30,000 emails returned by Secretary Clinton. I thought using one device would be simpler. She also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email. There were no security breaches. It is possible that hostile actors gained access to Secretary Clinton's personal email account. It was my practice to communicate with State Department and other government officials on their .gov accounts. Hostile actors gained access to the private commercial email accounts of people with whom Secretary Clinton was in regular contact from her personal account. Um, No doubt that we've done exactly what we should have done. They were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. People will be able to judge for themselves. Damn! Damn! You know, with the advent of AI, somebody should take that Comey press conference and apply the same facts to Trump. And I think you'd get some really good clip out of that. So we actually do have the Kevin McCarthy's clip here of his comments regarding the indictment. Let's hear him get comments and then wrap up the segment. I haven't had you ask me one question about the current president having classified documents. I haven't had you ask me one question about the current president as a senator, why he even would have a classified document. Does that raise any questions to you? Well, they gave, he gave them back. And okay, when was he senator? So when it, when they did a search, when when they gave them when, back. when was he senator? Is and speaker, did there's you, a difference here. In well, there case. is a difference because why did they only brought up their attorneys looking at it after they started going after President Trump and raided it? Why did they never look at this former vice president or senator? Why would he even have a document? Okay, regardless of every so happened when he gave it back, I've always said equal justice. So my question back to you, is it equal or fair? Have you ever asked the question to the current president as a senator, why would you ever even have that document outside of the skiff? Has anyone answered that question? So there you go. He really didn't, that wasn't like a real serious defense. It was more like an attack on, uh, you know, McCarthy vibing for his own credit. As opposed to, you know, like, I'm the one attacking Joe Biden for doing the exact same thing. Like, like it's not like he's sitting there, like, defending the president and defending the republic. Uh, you know, I, I don't see that as a... I don't see that as a, as a fierce defense of President Trump, to be honest with you. I respect your comments, David, and I respect what you think, but 
I think Kevin McCarthy owes a lot more to Donald Trump. He owes his entire speaker position to Donald Trump. And and frankly, it's weak and feckless that he would he he wouldn't even he I didn't hear a condemnation of the indictment. All I heard from that was it, it's it's not equal. Prosecute Biden too. That's all I hear. I hear prosecute Trump or Trump's getting prosecuted. But also you should prosecute Biden. Not that Trump shouldn't get prosecuted. It's like, let's prosecute Biden and Trump. No, I think what he was saying, you know, it wasn't a big deal for Biden. It shouldn't be a big deal for Trump. So just treat him equally. Not treat Biden the same way as you treat Trump. Treat Trump the same way you treat Biden. You know, there could be a motion on the floor for impeachment as retaliation. Why don't they take that avenue? I don't think they'll have the votes. It's probably a non-starter. Even as a symbolic gesture, and they probably would have the votes, to be honest with you. They were able to get the votes. They were able to get the votes for impeachment. They won't get votes for impeachment in the Senate, but at least it'll pass the House. I mean, the same amount of votes that it took to get McCarthy president uh, to get McCarthy speaker. This has to be something. The American people need something from the Republicans. The Republicans do absolutely nothing. They just talk. They make these glorious sound bites like you just heard from Kevin McCarthy. Honestly, it's pathetic. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. It's all this so uniparty you're, bullshit. You're looking for a counteroffensive. I'm looking for a counteroffensive. I'm looking for real action. Maybe something against Mayor Garland. You know, uh, the only thing that I ever heard from anybody in the Senate was J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance said he's not putting up any more judges. He's done. He's going to investigate Merrick Garland. He's going to, you know, that's what it takes. It takes pushing. It takes physical action. There's nothing. You got trannies taking off their clothes at the White House. And the country is in absolute disarray. Inflation's the highest it's ever been. People are, are suffering. And they go after President Trump, and the leadership does nothing about it. They just talk. They're into their sound clips. They're so pathetic. They're, it's so pathetic. I'm sorry, David. Um, it's just so pathetic. It, it just is, is like, I can't take it anymore. You know, I was reading um, a report on how journalists now these days – it's not the same. Journalism isn't practiced the same way where, you know, you'd have a journalist working on, you know, three to five articles per week. Now they're doing three to five a day, trying to churn out as much content as possible. And all you see is this mockingbird media every single day where they're just they're not even reading the indictment. They're not even doing their own research like we're doing here and looking into the thick of it. Into the thick of it into the it's, thick of it. It's I, I agree with you. You know, if you want a counteroffensive, something that would have possibly some teeth, is you need to find some of those women that Hunter Biden had used for prostitutes and crack careers. Get them. Get them to file lawsuits against Hunter Biden and fund those lawsuits. That would take too much work for the Republicans. They would rather just fold and try to get good jobs in the Democrat establishment. That's the problem with that's the problem with representative democracy. Is people like you and me are left on the outside. We could protest. We could form a militia. We could do basically what we could do. But there's nothing that we could do, like put a motion on the Senate floor to, uh, you know, hold Mayor Garland in contempt of congress i don't know it just it just seems so wasteless that we're gonna have a year and a half of debating who should be the leader of our country while they destroy the world i mean how much more can they can how much more can we take in ukraine how much more of this uh pedophilia is gonna how many more children are gonna get raped and sold into sex slavery while we're sitting here debating what we should do next there needs to be immediate action and the other side needs to suffer severe repercussions well adam you know you also have to remember that they could do the same type of election games in that they did in the last election in the next election and win again and we need to be very careful with 
how we define election games. You know, we're, we're not using the word fraud or anything, but, you know, watching documentaries such as 2000 Mules and looking at the claims that Dinesh D'Souza made about ballot harvesting, which is technically a legal process, but was definitely pushing the scale in some jurisdictions, that same thing could happen again. Yeah. Laura Loomer made a great point the other day. She said um, on Alex Jones that, um, you know, Alex was saying, like, you know, we shouldn't, DeSantis doesn't need to drop out of the race and that, you know, maybe we shouldn't attack him so heavily. And then Laura responded and said, um, yeah, he he's sucking up $400 million of donor money that could be used for ballot harvesting. And she made a great point that there's so much donor money being spent to attack Donald Trump or to provide some sort of alternative, and that money could be budgeted for ballot harvesting. And, and unfortunately, the Democrat machine is so powerful. There's no chance that Republicans are going to win or make any progress into the five states that uh, maybe Arizona, if this thing with Carrie Lake picks up. But other than Arizona, those five crucial states are under Democrat control. There's no way that we're going to be able to penetrate or break down that voter fraud. So I, you know, I see 2024 maybe going back to Joe Biden, to be honest with you, and that'll just be the end of the world. You know, sometimes the everything works out for the world. Remember when Brad Pitt was doing a this movie with, Ange, with Angelina Jolie, and they ended up getting together making Brangelina? No. Everybody wants to see Ron DeSantis run with Donald Trump. This I don't needs want to, to happen. That. They need to get their people to come together because that's the That's only not way. what I want to see. What do you want to see? I'd actually like to see Carrie Lake for president. She's a strong woman. She's a strong candidate. I'd like to see Carrie Lake for president, but she's not strong enough to break away from Donald Trump. She's so tied into Donald Trump. I think Carrie Lake is a lot more viable of a of a of a pick than Ron DeSantis for vice president for Donald Trump. I think it's a much better choice. Ron DeSantis, I like to call him Ronda Sanctus. That's the, his new name. Ronda Sanctus over here. You see, he's so fake. Everything about him is so fake. I can't get behind him. I don't like what it, even the even it, this like boom in Florida is is fake. He's riding on the coattails of a lot of investment capital coming into Florida. Insurance is through the roof. The first hurricane is going to leave millions of people homeless in Florida. This summer's hurricane season will show the truth about Ron DeSantis. He's emptied out the all of Florida's insurance. It, insurance is done. There's no insurance. Well, you could also blame the federal government for that because FEMA took away a lot of their coverage. So you, I don't necessarily blame him for that. In the and end I of the day, it's not about who you point the blame when there's people on the streets who are going to be suffering. Right now, it's like we're already like trying to figure out who to point the blame to. There still hasn't been a hurricane. There's still room for him to do something. But instead of being governor, he's out there on the campaign trail. When he campaigned for governor, he promised he wasn't going to run for president. He was just going to be governor. And then five months after late running, after winning, he just announces he's running for president. So Florida's without a governor. And now Florida's going to is at risk for going blue. It's so pathetic. It's so pathetic. Florida doesn't have a governor in this in this next election. Florida doesn't have a governor until after 2024. And afterwards, there's going to be such a deluge, a vacuum, that it allows for Democrats to campaign. The best thing that happened to Democrats in Florida was Ron DeSantis running for president. It made a hole large enough to challenge the dark redness of the state of Florida. Now Florida is light purple, maybe. Who knows? It's empowered his enemies. It broke party. It broke support in the Republican Party for him. I mean, it, it was clearly the wrong decision. He could have been president easily for eight years. He was naturally probably going to be the vice presidential nominee. All he had to do was run his state. And then when he was done in 2028, when Trump was termed out or whoever it was 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 up, DeSantis would have been the number one choice for eight years. It's there's a there's a there's a psyop at play and people aren't 
aren't woke to it. They're they're not aware of what's going on with DeSantis. He's tied in with all the Bush and Romney money. It's it's all the it's all the deep state. The dude went to Harvard and Yale and was chief legal counsel for Guantanamo Bay. That is that reeks of deep state. He's like a he's a servant of the reptilians. It's all these people. It's like it's like Vivek Ramaswamy, right? Vivek Ramaswamy is a super deep state operative. Everybody loves him because he writes these books on woke culture and woke this and 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 all this cultural nuance. In 2011, he won the new immigrant grant for a pharmaceutical company that he founded from George Soros. He took money from George Soros in 2011. It's all over the Internet. He tried to get his name scrubbed from the World Economic Forum, but not from George Soros. George Soros wants a deep plant. The other side wants our part, our, us to trust Someone like a Vivek Ramaswamy who says all the right things. You know, the, 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 his role was cast. We have to be very careful. Unless Vivek Ramaswamy comes out in staunch uh, opposition to George Soros and now Alex Alexander Soros, we're in a shit show, man. We're, we've been infiltrated. The FBI infiltrated J6. The FBI tried to kidnap Bretchen Whitmer. I mean, there, there, uh, there's like this constant pattern of behavior of infiltration. And we're just like, we just don't wake up to it. On our side, we're just like, oh, Vivek Ramaswamy published a book on uh, anti-woke culture. This is great. Let's support him. Nobody's holding him to the fire. Nobody's getting him to challenge George Soros and, and, and really make uh, a stance away from him. You know who didn't take money from George Soros? David Hakimfar. Adam King, hundreds of millions of other Americans did not take money from George Soros. Vivek Ramaswamy did. And the same is true for Ron DeSantis. He's a Bush shill. He, he, these are deep state operatives that are super deep plants. They say what we want to hear, and then they do nothing but effectually carry out the will of the Uniparty in D.C. Well, why do you think we have things like Rock the Vote? Why do you think the government Well, pays? Rock the Vote is a Democratic initiative. Uh, it, it's a federal initiative. It was a Democratic initiative. It I, was Rock would, the Vote. My friend is the actually the, the organizer of Rock the Vote, Dan Adler. He, he, uh, he was the one who put, was, put it together. It was for Democrats by Democrats. You know. And we're running out of time on this segment. I don't want to go overboard because that one-hour mark is really crucial for the, the listeners. They don't like things that go over one hour. So I'm going to give you the final comments. I'm going to let you uh, say your piece and uh, and we'll close out the segment. But um, and, and we could continue again with some other people at a later date and and get your comments on those. But on the indictment, on the future, on the next few months moving ahead, please close out our segment and give us your final comments. I like lawyers that can put it into one sentence your flavor of the case, your whole case in one sentence. Look at the actions, not the actor. Look at the actions, not the actor. Mm -hmm. Look at Donald Trump's, the actions surrounding to the case, the, the files, not the fact that it's Donald Trump. I like mm -hmm. that. And when you put, when you, compare when you parallel the actions that he had done to the actions that biden hillary clinton uh sandy Berger, let's go down the whole list let your audience google it uh general petraeus all these people who have done similar general things betrayed us mm -hmm. imagine the head of the cia being caught having a mistress crazy mm-hmm well, I want to thank our guest, David Hakim Farr. You are a great attorney. You are kicking ass. You just got the city of Beverly Hills to uh, undo their vaccine mandate for employees, which is a huge win. You're an activist lawyer out there taking shots for the team, doing pro bono work at, at times, and fighting, fighting, fighting. You, you're a killer. We're going to have you back on the Adam King Show. I want to thank you for coming on. And uh, thank I, want you, to Adam. Thank, I want to thank our guests yeah. for tuning in. 
You are the best. It's because of you that makes this all possible. The viewership, listener, audience at home. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com. Support our InfoWar against the deep state. Do what is necessary. Click the QR code right above my head. Support the InfoWar. Keep us on the air. Keep Alex Jones, Owen Schroyer, Harrison Smith, Greg Reese, Adam King, and many more on the air. We are going to fight the fight. We are going to win, and we are not giving up. We would rather die on our feet than die on our knees. On that note, America, I am going to say good night. Have a great week, and we will see you next week for episode 40. 40 episodes! It's amazing. And guess who's coming back for episode 40? The one and only Rock Breath. So we will see you. We're going to have a lot of fun next week. And uh, stay tuned, Info Warriors. Peace out. Oh, boy.